BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. It's a little after three o'clock in the afternoon here on the East Coast of the United States. Our guest today is a Judging Freedom regular, Phil Giraldi, career uh, intelligence uh, agent uh, and expert on the American intelligence uh, community and generally a critic of American foreign policy and the use to which American intelligence has been put and a personal friend and a dear friend of the show. Phil, it's always a pleasure. Uh, Welcome back and thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me on again. So uh, what is the story behind, I mean, it's kind of died down now, but three or four days ago, it was hot news. President Zelensky's um, uh, claim that a Russian missile, which attacked a a grain silo in Poland and killed two Polish farm workers, uh, was sent there uh, by Russia. What is the story behind it? As I understand it, it is true that a missile did hit a silo in Poland. But after that, who, who, whose missile it was and how it got there, I don't think there's any evidence to back up what Zelensky claimed, is there? Well, I would say, first of all, the fact that the story has disappeared uh, tells you everything you want to know about it, which mm. is that it's being suppressed. Uh, this was a, a monumental error in judgment, however you want to put it. Uh, I would call it very simply a deceitful false flag operation, uh, and I'll tell you why. Um, th- first of all, the missile that landed in Poland was a missile that's in the Ukrainian arsenal. The Russians don't have them. They don't use them. So uh, the the visual, the, the material evidence would be that it was a Ukrainian missile. Secondly, um, the Ukrainians, the Russians, and the United States all have considerable capabilities at tracking these missiles and and knowing where they were going in the in the war front there in Ukraine. And um, Zelensky started uh, immediately claiming it was a Russian missile. Uh, and this was certainly against any evidence that he could have been provided with by his own military. And uh, then went on to say, now this is the killer for me. He went on to address NATO to say, look, this is a violation uh, of Article 5 of NATO, whereby any NATO member who is attacked, everyone, all other NATO members have to support by engaging potentially in hostilities with the attacker. <laughs> that meant a, a major war with Russia. And he came up with this immediately. And then Joe Biden weighed in, actually, he was in Indonesia, and said, no, this is not true. We don't have any evidence to show that this was Russia." Well, so it, it, it probably, and you can take the story from there, don't let me put words in your mouth, was a Ukrainian false flag probably authorized by President Zelensky. So he was dumb to authorize it, 
and even dumber to think that NATO and the West would buy it. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, you know, why I call it a false flag is because obviously this is changing. This was an Iranian, a Ukrainian missile that did the damage, and he's trying to misdirect it to make it Russia. And so that is a classic false flag. And in this case in particular, uh, some of his apologists here in the U.S. are saying, oh, well, the missile probably malfunctioned or was an accident. Uh, but no, that's not what he said. <laughs> he was saying quite the contrary. This was a Russian missile. And uh, the, the fact is that even if it was an accident, he should have fessed up right from the beginning if he were being honest, which he wasn't. It's hard to believe that uh, a Ukrainian uh, missile used for defense purposes somehow ended up in Poland. Right. It's more rational to believe that the Ukrainians destroyed Poland proper, uh, Polish uh, property, invaded Polish sovereignty, killed uh, two Polish citizens in an effort to suck NATO uh, into the battle, and it didn't work. And their apologists in the West, as you pointed out at the beginning of our conversation, have dropped this story from common conversation because they don't want to embarrass their boy Zelensky. Do I have a handle on this? Yeah, I, I think that's uh, exactly what's happening. Uh, uh, s- uh, several other individuals that, that you probably know quite well, like myself, were are, are quite critical and cynical about this whole process, uh, have noticed the uh, immediate drop-off in the story uh, in the mainstream media when it was determined that uh, that our good good friend, Mr. Z, was lying. So and, American yeah. intel, f- for once, uh, told the White House the truth. Yeah, yeah. I think this was, uh, this was something that was you couldn't weasel your word around to get away from. Uh, the truth was there's, there's is physical evidence uh, in terms of the tracking information that shows where this missile came from and where it went to. So how does American Intel get this information? Does it have agents on the ground at the farm where the silo was hit, or is this done digitally? Uh, well, in a sense, it's done digitally. All the, um, A lot of this information is, is collected from satellites. Uh, the Russians have them up. The U.S. has them up. The Ukrainians would have had uh, uh, detecting equipment on the ground. But the United States and Russia both have satellites that are uh, in orbit and covering that area all the time. So they had, you know, physical evidence showing this missile taking off from Ukraine and going to Poland. Got it. Now, wouldn't uh, President Zelensky's intelligence services have told him that, that he can't pull off this kind of a, it's not a prank because two people died this kind of a crime, and then blame it on Russia that he'd be caught? Well, I think the, the short answer to that is that Zelensky has, has um, done a, a couple of house cleanings on his staff and on the military, and uh, he probably has um, mostly yes men, and let's also realize he also has, uh, I'm sure, some American neocon advisors who are in and, and telling him what these policies should be. Uh, there are also, of course, we've discovered in the past week confirmation from the Pentagon that there, that there are indeed boots on the ground. Now, people like me have known there have been boots on the ground under civilian cover 
inside Ukraine. That means American soldiers not in uniform, in civilian clothing, and sometimes tied to uh, relief organizations or something like that as, as a cover. And uh, these people have been there since the war started. Mm. Uh, let's talk about the uh, aid to Ukraine. Uh, the day before or the day after Biden for once did the right thing when he was in Indonesia and said, you know, there's no evidence that this came from Russia. He had just released another $37 billion in aid. Now, I assume that's part of the $60 billion package. I don't think it's 37 on top of 60 because that would have to come from Congress. But, a but whatever it's sourced, $37 billion is a lot of aid that he released. Is this yeah, in, in cash or in hardware? It's both. Uh, it's uh, a, a part of it is dedicated to relief efforts and to humanita so-called humanitarian efforts. Uh, but uh, a good chunk of it, I think uh, about a third of it or more is, is dedicated to providing new military equipment. So yeah, you're right. If it, it, I suspect it's all part of some of these other big packages that have been voted on and that are, are still kind of floating out there and providing money. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the problem is um, the government at a certain point has to make a decision. I mean, obviously, this is a quagmire and Zelensky's behavior suggests that he's going to do anything in his power to bring the U.S. and NATO into the fighting. And they have to decide if that's an American interest. And if it's not an American interest, it's time to, you know, pull the plug. Well, I suppose that depends on who you talk to. I mean, you and I and the people watching us now are convinced it's absolutely not in American interest. But people like Lindsey Graham, who never met a drop of somebody else's blood that they didn't enjoy seeing, would say it is in American interest and we have to stop Putin before he goes uh, another inch. But I want to talk to you about the cash. Is there any evidence that this cash is going to sources that have nothing to do with relief for the suffering um, civilians of Ukraine? Yeah, well, this is this is somewhat connected with the, the recent scandal with uh, FTX, uh, where it, money has disappeared. And um, the FTX organization had a actually a bureau in Ukraine where it was funneling what it called funds for relief in Ukraine into the country. Uh, curiously enough, the, this uh, organization was actually uh, uh, visible on the internet and it was shut down two days before there was the bankruptcy. So this, the, the, the conclusion that some friends of mine have drawn is that money was being was coming from the united states it was not being audited it was not being checked out as it arrived in in ukraine this money was was then used uh, to buy ftx and ftx um, melded its own money with the this money and so in a way you have american taxpayer fund, uh, funded uh, money that wound up back in the United States when FTX uh, contributed to Democratic, primarily Democratic politicians. Oh, wait, wait, I don't, I don't get this. But first of all, don't tell me that Vladimir Zelensky and Sam Bankman-Fried are buddies. Yeah, I would like to suggest that. 
I mean, if, wow. they, if you have a if you have a mechanism set up in the Ukrainian Ukrainian government by the, this speculator, uh, then you would have to assume that they kind of know each other at least in a in an institutional way. Uh, they're they're supposed to appear at the end of the month, the two of them, uh, on a New York Times panel in New York City, and uh, they're going to be apparently talking about something. All right, so money comes from the federal government and it goes to Ukraine and it's laundered by FTX and some of it ends up in the coffers of the Democratic National Committee. Some of it must end up in the coffers of the pockets of whoever in Ukraine permitted this laundering, permitted FTX to even be involved with this. Yeah, that's right. The The, the objective would be to keep um, Democratic politi- politicians, congressmen, who might be growing a little cool on sending all this money to Ukraine to keep them uh, happy and mellow. So that's why the uh, uh, to the tune of $80 million is what in the last election cycle just completed is what FTX uh, gave to the Democratic Party. And your a friend whose name I won't mention, he's also a friend of mine. He can uh, <clears throat> out himself when he wishes, although he's a tough guy who doesn't fear being outed. Um, suggests that the origin of this money is the federal treasury. Yeah, <laughs> that's the cute part. And, and, and you know, uh, Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul and others, and, and Tom Massey have been trying to get this money at least audited, at least uh, kind of checked on when it was arriving in Ukraine. But uh, this has been resisted by the Democratic Party in the White House. Every time... Massey in the House, uh, Tom Massey in the House and Rand Paul in the Senate offer amendments to have the aid to Ukraine audited. It doesn't even come up for a vote. I guess we now know why. Right, right. Wow, wow. And I'm going to guess also that your former colleagues somehow are in on this. The CIA must know about this and they must be looking the other way. Yeah, CIA was certainly, certainly has, uh, again, boots on the ground. They've had that right from the beginning. Um, the extent to which they're tied in with a lot of this stuff, I have no idea, but um, it's uh, certainly plausible. How many uh, CIA operatives do you think are on the ground in Ukraine, and how many um, American military in civilian garb are on the ground as well? I would suspect we're talking about hundreds. Uh, hmm. uh, I would think that the uh, uh, probability is we're, we're looking at maybe a, a battalion size organization, you know, six to 800 people. So where, um, where do they live? Do they stay in a hotel? Do they live in tents? How, how could hundreds of soldiers show up in another country dressed like this and the press uh, and the locals don't know about it? Well, obviously, the uh, uh, again, this gets to the, the issue of cover. I mean, the cover would be uh, provided by organizations that are, are being set up as cover organizations, and they would come with their own survival packages. They would, uh, in many cases, yes, they rent hotels and, uh, and apartment blocks and things like that. This is all kind of run out of the embassy, uh, although, again, under cover of, of uh, not speaking openly about it. And uh, the embassy, of course, has uh, all kinds of arrangements. It had its own housing in Kiev. Um, it, it, it had a lot of resources on the ground that uh, could be plugged into. 
are they are they armed these intelligence agents and these civilian garbed military depends on the cover if they had um, cover designations that plausibly would allow them to carry a weapon for self-defense then they would be uh, otherwise they would uh, probably hire local guards for for that kind of security and uh, that way that it kind of it keeps their profile a bit lower anyway. And uh, are Russian intel and Russian military aware of all of this? Of course. Russian intel uh, no doubt monitors the telephone conversations and just about everything else that goes on inside Ukraine. So if there's corruption going on in Ukraine involving Sam Bankman-Fried and, and uh, Vladimir uh, Zelensky and eventually Democratic politicians back in the US Vladimir Putin probably knows about it yes he would he would know about it the real question is where does this go from here there's of course this is like the story of Zelensky's uh, attempt to get World War three started where the media shuts down on it and I have a feeling that we're going to see the same thing with FTX the media is going to shut down on it they're not going to uh, really be too interested in going after the Democratic Party connection to all this cash flow. Well, there's a bankruptcy going on in Wilmington, Delaware. And of course, Sam Bankman-Fried uh, is no longer in management. There's new management in there. And the uh, lawyers uh, for new management earlier today in the Delaware courtroom pointed a finger at uh, Mr. Bankman-Fried and says he has a lot of answering to do because there are billions of dollars unaccounted for would be very interesting to see if our mutual friend is correct and some of that money had been uh funneled through uh ukraine uh phil you can't make this up no no it's incredible always a pleasure my dear friend thank you for joining us happy thanksgiving to you and your family and the same to you happy thanksgiving thank you judge napolitano for judging freedom